0: Hello
1: friends and what is up? I'm Daryl Smart and welcome to Smart Sports Podcast. I hope you've all had a great week so far. Happy fall to everyone. I don't know about you, but I'm still in denial about summer being over. But with junior hockey and high school finally in full swing, it looks like the Norfolk County Fair is just around the corner. This week we're going to talk junior hockey with Jason Depaco, who is the head coach and general manager of Norfolk's newest team, the Langton Royals. Jason, thanks for joining us.
0: Awesome well, Club. Thanks for having me on there, Darrell.
1: Well, thanks for joining us. It really is uh really is nice to have you on and it's one of those things as soon as I saw that uh the Langton Royals were a thing, I thought uh right off the bat this would be a great podcast topic or a great story. So well, we're,
2: uh, we're we're excited to get going, Daryl. It's uh been an exciting summer. There's been a whole lot going on, so yeah, we uh really want to get our name out there and uh, again thanks for having us on and
1: getting us some exposure. Nice so you guys are in the Canadian Premier Junior Hockey League right? Correct. Perfect so first before we uh, before we talk about all that first we'll, we'll just dig into just how excited you are about starting this journey with the Langton Royals this has got to be pretty exciting stuff.
2: Oh yeah definitely uh, back uh, way back in February March there we uh, spoke with a couple of leagues and Decided that the Canadian Premier Junior Hockey League was the league for us, and they welcomed us with open arms. And we're happy to be with that league, and we're also happy to be in Langton. Uh, we figure that that town's a real good hockey town. We've heard a lot of great things about Langton, and you know Langton loves their hockey, and that being the slogan in the town. So when you got something like that, you kind of hit the nail on the head with
1: it. Mm-hmm. So what kind of a team will you be icing, or what kind of a style will the Royals be all about?
2: Um, we're uh, we're a bit of a bigger squad. We have uh, some boys from all over. We have some boys from Europe and uh, out West as well as down south uh, in the US and uh, some local boys from around here. Nice. So there's some big boys We have some speed as well um, We are uh, c- Caliberized as like a BC type division
0: mm-hmm. So
2: there are some there are some younger boys on the team too that are here to develop over the next few years That you'll be seeing around over the next couple of years. So we're relatively a mid-aged, uh, a mid-aged team. We're not older. We're not younger. We're just right in the middle of the pack, being uh, the average age of 18 and a half
1: Oh, that's all right. That's that's yeah. pretty good. And you were saying you've got you've got guys from all over, all over the country and, uh, yeah, uh, and south uh, of the border.
2: Europe. Yeah, and also in Europe, we have a couple guys. Uh, one's coming from the UK. Another from Czech. And we also have a boy here that's already here from uh, Germany, who's actually a Polish descent.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah very nice very nice so what uh what are some of the expectations heading into this thing
2: well we uh, first off and foremost we just want to be really competitive right and uh yeah. bring a good a good product to the town that the town can be proud of um we know that back back when in 2008 uh, the thunderbirds had uh had a team there and it did quite well with the fan base uh so we heard yeah um uh, we kind of want that same support with that the fan base, and we hope to see a lot of people out, but we also understand that we need to put a good product on the ice and so something to be proud of, so that's what we've kind of uh, built this year, bringing in a top-end goaltender and building our way out from the back end up, and then we have some uh, some decent elite-level scorers, too, and we're just trying to you know, put the rest of the puzzle together right now, going into the season, and we'll find out probably by five ten games in where we're at and what we need, and uh, we'll go from there.
1: So, what have you liked so far from uh, camp, and the, some of the kids that you've recruited, and now that you've actually seen them on the ice?
2: Well, we uh, we definitely have some size and some speed, which has been really good to see. Some of these kids uh, are referrals of their friends, so I would I would know one of the kids and bring him in, and he'd be like, "Hey, listen, my buddy wants to come out," and I ask him if he's any good, and well, <laughs> they all say they all say yes, right? Because it's their friend, <laughs> but. But when they show up, uh, I was quite surprised to see how the caliber that the guys were bringing with them. Some of them, <laughs> some of their buddies a little bit better than they were. So
0: yeah.
2: uh, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting when it comes down to the lineup <laughs> where everyone will be playing. So um, I think this year there's going to be some expectations of me from them and some expectations of uh, them from me, right? So
0: mm-hmm.
2: I expect them to be on their best behavior, come to work hard every day. Kids that are in school go to school every day. Kids that need to be working, working all our hitting all our gym workouts and everything like that as our program is kind of run like an NCAA program where you work out four days a week and you're on the on the practices three to four days a week and you play two to three games with two to three games a week so
0: mm-hmm.
2: we're uh we're pretty geared to running a pretty tight-knit and uh pretty well organized program I've been running it for a couple of years now so mm-hmm. um Obviously, this is the first
1: year out of Langton. Yeah, and that's something I was just going to say. We'll, we'll get into that just a little bit later on, but okay. uh, I, I know starting starting a team from scratch has to be the most daunting thing in the world. And what is oh, the recru- yeah. what is the recruiting been like, and just uh, what what has been the, what has the experience been like?
2: Uh, you know what, I've recruited in other leagues, and it's been a lot more difficult in those leagues. This league has seemed to be a little bit easier. Um, not so many no's versus, you know, like I'm doing this right now. Um, Can we keep in contact? Where in other leagues, I've been just flat out told, no, I'm not playing in that league. And that's uh, that's kind of where it went. So when I got that right off the get-go with recruiting, it, it kind of was a, a good confidence boost for me because right off the get-go, I think it came to April or May. We had already signed seven guys, and uh, we were – we're in good shape that way. So right now we're sitting at 22 guy roster and we got a full squad, so That's it's, awesome. Uh, it's look, yeah, it's looks yeah, it's looking good and um we're still looking to add on. We're going to look to finish up with probably 26 to 28 three goalies, so a total of uh either 23 to 25 skaters and we'll need it going with the suspensions and the the injuries that come with junior hockey.
1: Oh, exactly. And how does the recruiting process go? Like you said, it, 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 depending on league to league, it, it, it could be a pretty daunting task. But for you, what, uh, what, what is the recruiting process like? And how, how do you get in touch with some of these players? Or how do you find out about it, some of
2: these guys? It's, uh, it's actually, you know what, it's a lot of word of mouth there, uh, Daryl. We have uh, a couple guys overseas that I work with that we uh, work with both ways. So I send them mm-hmm. my players. I develop players out of my hockey school, S-H-A Hockey. and uh, Good plug, good players. plug. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you better yeah, plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to plug a quick one there. Uh, yeah, yeah. so guys out of my hockey school, right, we've been sending over to Sweden and uh, over to Poland and a couple other places to play some hockey. So what, what's happening is, is we're getting a return back on that. So it's like, I know this guy there, I'll send you a player of mine you know any younger players that are looking to come play in canada can they play if they can send them over Mm -hmm. and uh so we've developed kind of an open bridge two ways that way that way to europe and then we have uh, a good scout out west that sent us i think nine players this year wow um, fantastic yeah, yeah he's been awesome for us um and we try to we try to get in contact with as many as many scouts as we can and uh, you know we look for the honest guys that and we're honest too we we'll we pay the commission and everything like that because it is a pay- to- play league so yeah. if they do find us players we we give them their percentage because it is uh, it is a task at itself right to convince the player that you know this is the program for them and that because I'll tell you right now there's another eight to ten teams talking to those same kids right so well, exactly it's uh yeah so sometimes it becomes uh, it becomes a fight for a kid and yeah, you just got to know how and when and how, how hard to push.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes
2: you lose them, sometimes you win them. That's the way it goes.
1: <laughs> well, and just shifting from on-the-ice product to the just the off-the-ice, and, and I know just some of your background. You were uh, the head coach of the Tilsonburg Hurricanes in the Greater Metro Hockey League. Uh, yes, I was. Last year, uh, how long were you there in Dilsmer? I was there. I was there for three years. For three seasons, and yeah. uh, and I, of course, uh, don't want to get into a lot of that stuff. Uh, just the the fact that uh, you guys had finished the season rather abruptly last year, and now we're trying yeah. to. And what I'm trying to get at is just the how did the Royals come into fruition? Basically, I I wouldn't mind knowing your journey to getting to Langton.
2: Basically, it was uh, something that I had uh, discussed with the owner of the Hurricanes at the time. We discussed the sale of the team. Uh, It didn't happen. Yeah. So I had let him know in January, at the end of January, that uh, I'd be moving forward with uh, my hockey career and that I would be doing this. I'd be opening my own team. I hadn't decided where yet. I I was looking at a couple other spots, but I felt that come probably the end of February there, uh, it was the best thing for
1: us yeah and, and of course uh for for some of you, the, the listeners out there uh they, you guys had a great team last year in Tilsonburg <laughs> we def- de-
2: definitely we really really did um we have some some outstanding talent that I hope to start bringing to Langton as well is um it takes a couple of years to build up that kind of thing but yeah um at the same time uh we do have some good talent this year but yeah we had some great great talent last year that was uh that was a great process our captain was unbelievable mm-hmm. um, he's over in Sweden right now playing division two
1: that's awesome uh, we,
2: yeah we had a 70 goal score in 26 games we had uh, well, we had another kid who had uh he had broken his leg he had 89 points in 16 games so we had uh talent was through the roof yeah it, yeah, it was, yeah. I think we we're looking at seven or eight guys above 80 points last year
1: so it says a lot about your recruiting.
0: <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well,
2: I I, uh, I try to get the best players I could possibly get, and you know mm-hmm. what, um, those kids were all willing to pay to play and willing to, uh, you know. I know it's a tough thing to say that pay to play, and it's,
1: it's well to be honest. Yet. And to be honest, they all are, and, and that's yeah. the. I think that's a misconception, and I know. Uh, uh, when when other teams have come to the area, and everybody's talking pay to play. <laughs> I, I kind of smirk and laugh because everybody's pay to play now. Whether you're the Ontario Junior Hockey League, the Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League, the Provincial Junior Hockey League, everybody, everybody's pay to play except if you're out east or out west.
2: And, and you're correct, right? So, and it's funny how those kids are all coming from out west to to pay to play. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, like we have, like I said, out west kids. We have a lot of kids on our team. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, nine of them strictly from Saskatchewan, so they're leaving there to where it's free, yeah. to, come pay, to pay here. So it says something about the caliber of hockey, right? So absolutely, our league, our league is not um, the Greater Metro uh, Hockey League. We are yeah. we're a sanctioned league under the AAU and UHU. So we have uh, governing bodies and all the kind of all kind of stuff like that. We're sistered uh, league to the WSHL yeah which is pretty which is pretty awesome which gives us the exposure of the uh, Las Vegas Shootout which is uh, a tournament at Christmas time that there's scouts last year they said 157 scouts had signed in mm-hmm. and uh, all the way up from the NHL down
1: yeah
2: and we take we take two teams out of the CPJHL down there for our all-star showdown
1: that's fantastic, and and it's actually yeah. kind of kind of segues into just what I was going to ask you about next, uh, why the CPJHL, and you kind of answered it in a nutshell because yeah. I know yeah. being a part of the GMHL, and I think uh, you kind of alluded to it when uh, when you were talking about your recruiting process. There, mm-hmm. There's a bit of a stigma with the league, not not all, and, and I'm yeah, exactly. I'm one of those people that is a a defender of that. Uh, I've seen yeah. both sides of the the spectrum and i've seen some great great programs and i've seen some i frankly i could write a book about <laughs> but yeah. uh but some programs have been done the right way but unfortunately they're just painted with one brush is that part of your reasoning for starting a team in the CPJHL? uh
2: amongst yeah amongst that um, there was uh there's other things that um myself and uh my parents who owned the team actually uh mm-hmm. Didn't really see eye to eye with the league's morals and that kind of stuff. This, just stuff on, along that lines. It was just a decision out of morality and what we believe is was fair and what they believed was fair.
1: Yeah, and and again, that's uh, that's in a nutshell how the CPJHL was formed. To be honest, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, they. They were a separate group of six owners that decided to <laughs> to separate off from the GMHL yeah. and uh, try to do it something something a little bit different. And uh, it seems to be succeeding. They've been growing. Yeah. So, yeah, we're uh, we're happy to be here. And um, you know what? They've they've provided us with all the tools that we need to uh, succeed. That's for sure
1: that's fantastic and that and that's great to hear and uh because again a lot of people there's a lot of misconceptions about these quote unquote outlaw leagues even though and again you guys really aren't an outlaw league once you think of it because you're under the aau banner right and
2: correct so we are sanctioned and it's just not we're just not inside of hockey canada we have our own separate governing body and that's all Mm
1: -hmm. uh what did you know about the cpjhl heading into this
2: um, I knew that it was a relatively young league, and that was one of the things that actually drew me into it, was that um, we can grow with this league. Um, it's a voting process. Yep. Everything everything comes down to the table, and everybody gets their say. Now, hey, if you lose your vote, you lose your vote. It is what it is. You can come back to it in a year, and mm-hmm. you know you, you can do it again. Exactly. And then maybe, maybe, maybe some other people side with you the next time because they see eye to eye with you. It's not hey, it is what it is, but at least it's a fair democracy where everybody kind of gets a say and it comes down to, you know, everybody has their input on how the league should be operated. Mm -hmm. And that way, this way, all the owners are kept happy. That's number one. And Number two, the businesses can be run correctly because everybody's on the same page.
0: Where other
1: places, it's just not well. And again, unfortunately, that's what happened. It seemed that's what happened to you guys in Tilsenburg. Uh Like like we were saying, you guys had a great team, and I think it was in the conference. You guys were in the conference finals when ownership yeah. pulled the plug on the team, and yeah, uh, pretty much. Oh man, and and as a coach, as a coach, that's got to be so disheartening. Is you've invested that much time uh, in the it, kids. It was...
2: It was it, those kids were devastated. Yeah, those kids were devastated. That killed me, and that's what killed me the most. That uh, those kids put in so much hard work. Um, I could have, I had guys showing up to practice with broken feet, broken hands, and I'm telling them to give, take days off, and they're saying no, nope, time to work. Like that team was outstanding. I said it to them. Never had a team like that. That was a team, mm-hmm. young men that the bullet for each other and went through the wall for each other every night they wouldn't they refused to lose they would be extremely upset they skate themselves <laughs>
1: so I, that's I, that's I'm kind of refreshing skating, isn't it <laughs>
2: yeah no. know it, it was like you know what um my program involves a lot of skating yeah can't skate can't play i truly believe that um it does involve lot of skating, they call them undercover bag skates because they include the pucks, but they they think, they're they're like, we're on to you, we're 21 and 20 years old, we know what you're doing. (laughs) They they worked hard, they worked hard, so there wasn't too many times they had to get on the line, but when they lost, they did it to themselves, they they did not accept it, they would say, coach, time to bag, and uh, I'd be like, Well, you guys guys lost 4-3 last night, and you had a real good game, like we don't need to bag, we need to work on this. No, nope, we just need one just to get the cobwebs out. Yeah.
0: Cause,
2: and they, they truly believe they didn't, they shouldn't have lost anything. Yeah. So, so that's why they did it. They were, that was a tight-knit group of boys. They were, uh, they were all brothers. It was a good family.
1: Yeah. So an experience like that, and, and again, like uh, with what happened off the ice, but not so much the off-ice stuff, the on-ice, that must've really drew you, must've been one of the reasons why you really wanted to pursue a team of your own.
2: For sure, like you know what, just uh, just kind of the relationships I made with those boys and still have with those boys. Like I have really good relationships with both ten, eleven of those guys. Still, we still talk on three, four times a week.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's like I said, that team was above all probably one of my favorites. The coach and probably the mo- most extraordinary team, seeing how they were from all over the world and they were able to bond that quick and gel. And like I said, we had a great captain there, Mitch Randall last year, who was yeah. See, he made that happen pretty quickly for the boys. He didn't accept anybody being on the outside. Everyone was brought in. There was no clicks. Everybody was always together. It wasn't just little groups. It was all the time, everybody. And it uh, and made for a great season. They, Like I said, they wouldn't let each other fail if one guy was down. The perfect story was we're doing a power hour, which is a conditioning hour, and our goalie was having a tough time finishing it. And he had about, I think it was about a minute to finish it. And, uh the boys looked at it and said, He has to finish it, we've got to do this again tomorrow, don't we coach? I said, Yep. Yeah. So Mitch Randall had got up off his knees and started skating towards our goalie and then a couple more boys and they picked him up off the ice and they made him dig on to finish it. Yeah. So that was that was the testament I saw of what we had as a team last year was if we're all gonna win we gotta, you know, help each other get there. So That's um, some
1: powerful stuff man. like
2: Yeah, it was it was awesome. But you know what? Uh when you see a whole team of boys not being told to do it, just get up and see that guy struggling, and literally pick him up and get him across that line before before the time was done. It was uh, it was actually pretty pretty nice to see, and then just showed the maturity of the boys. They were they were ready to go. They wanted to win. That's,
1: that's awesome. Why
2: they, that, that's why they were good. They, they like I said, they didn't accept losing. They didn't like it.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Is there do you yeah. have any kids like that? Or that you have someone that you've already kind of seen as a leader?
2: Yeah, I got a couple guys right now that, you know, uh, have been showing those, uh, those leadership signs. Uh, we have Olivier Beaulieu here who is from Quebec. He's been, he's a force on the back end. Uh, we just picked up a player out of Delhi called, uh, named Jack Dory. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's, if you know Jack, I'm pretty sure you probably would. He's, yep. uh, quite the skater, good hands and he's, uh, looking to get some more exposure. So he's coming over to us. So I'm hoping Jack can fill in the leadership void a little bit too. and uh, have a kid out of Elmer named uh, Colin Spence who's been doing pretty well, as well as uh, a kid named Levi Nojovo from uh, Saskatchewan. He's been showing on the ice every day that you know he's he wants to win and he, he wants to be the best. So it's it's been competitive at camp, which is like I said. It's yesterday I walked in and I had probably 45 minutes to go and these guys were all geared up just asking if they can get out they're chomping at the
1: bit
2: <laughs> that's... they're just chomping yeah I know they're chomping at the bit they want to play <laughs>
1: That's so it.
2: hopefully hopefully that comes out to being no butterflies on Sunday, Sunday and we can get it going but we'll
1: see what happens that's exactly what I you know. want to see though that's for sure
2: oh yeah oh yeah they're they're eager they're already at the rink they're right, we're on the uh, we're on the ice in 40 minutes, and they've been at the rink already for an hour, all
1: working <laughs> Awesome. So
0: so what yeah, drew you so to Langton?
2: You know what? It was uh, the whole uh, tight-knit community. I have a, a lot of close ties here in Tilsonburg as well, so it's right down the street. Yeah. Um, I run my hockey school out of Tilsonburg right now, so it's doing pretty well here, and I would like to continue it down into Langton. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like a good fit i'm looking out to move out to the area so i haven't decided where yet whether it be the Simcoe or langton or tilsburg area but yeah i uh i will be moving out to the area soon so it all just seemed like you know what i'm heading that way and why am i going to put something out the other direction um also fees and and funding is also a thing right it costs a little bit less to run it out uh out this way than it would say in toronto or something like that absolutely so Right, uh, your, your ice costs in Toronto at 350 to $400 an hour are too feasible.
1: Uh, so, no. Yeah, <laughs> That's for I sure. So. How has I the response been from the community? Uh, I know you guys, had, you guys had a golf tournament and a ball yes. hockey tournament. Yes, we had a ball summer. hockey tournament. That was
2: awesome. It was raining out, and we had over <laughs> 200 people show up, which was awesome. Damn, was, wow. Uh, yeah, so when, when it was raining, we were like, oh, no, it's going to be a flop. Kids aren't going to show up. Or, you know, it was an awesome tournament. Uh, a team from Langton won the Langton Ball Hockey Tournament, which was pretty sweet to see. So they have the name <laughs> engraved on the trophy. They'll be presented to the, uh, presented that on the second game of the year. Nice uh, second yep, second home game of the year. They'll be asked to come out uh, before the game to drop the puck, and they'll be presented their trophy engraved, and we'll have it up in uh, the rink.
1: That's awesome. That's everyone to see. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. So you guys have really tried to ingrain yourselves into the community, a
2: hundred percent. And that's uh, the biggest thing. We're going to be involved, like in Tons of community stuff from Ronald McDonald House to Sick Kids to Make-A-Wish. We're also going to be doing, uh, there's a boy that uh, had fell off a cliff at a baseball tournament a few months back, and he's just finishing up with his surgeries. Uh, So he'll be out there to drop a puck there as well, and he'll be an honored guest. Um, We also want to work with uh, the Special Olympics teams and uh, the schools. Anything we can get involved in, we would love to be involved in. That's what Junior hogs is about, about giving back, not just taking. Exactly. um we I truly believe that i was i played junior hockey in streetsville and uh just inside Mississauga there and uh oakville and in milton and all three of those organizations make sure that we uh we get back to the younger community and the older community it didn't matter who in the community it was just you gotta be out there you gotta be doing good things and if you're not then more, it's kind of like the one hand washes the other thing where eh, why would we want to come see you if you don't really? Have anything to offer us?
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, 100%. 100%. Right? so we
2: have, we try to inspect all that kind of stuff. The boys will be out this year uh, at Christmas time, Christmas carol and all that kind of stuff on everyone's doorsteps So nice. So yeah, it'll be fun. We uh, we try to keep it fun for them too, right? So they actually want to do it. Well, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, so, it's right? all about well, team building as well, right? Two the, the, uh, things correct. like that are twofold, right?
2: Yep, yeah, correct. Like tonight, we have after uh, after uh, our practice here, we have a three on three basketball tournament and uh they'll be uh, they'll just be competing against each other we try to keep it competitive but we also try to keep them having some
1: fun oh exactly I was uh working with norfolk county Ben? i know uh there when things were announced there was a little bit of trepidation of course uh a couple of years ago the norfolk vikings were part of the gmhl and came in and there was a bit of a sideshow with that and uh the and prior to that i i forget maybe 10 years before that there was another team that came in uh, i think it was a semi-pro team and kind of left town rather abruptly and the a little bit of trepidation and uh, how how is working with them and how have you worked with norfolk county to kind of say hey we're we're a legit team and we're we want to we're here to stay
2: yeah you know it's uh it's there was there obstacles there were obstacles at the start and uh, i think it's gotten a lot better and everything's kind of happening quickly now that everything's gone to town council and it's been uh it's been really good now but at the start yeah we were left with uh, a little bit of mess to clean up right so
0: mm-hmm. we've made
2: promises that uh we've been keeping and we uh we'll pay all our ice times up front so no one has to worry about that and all that kind of stuff and uh we know what was left behind and we understood that getting into it so yeah. we'll clean up the mess and we'll develop a good uh working relationship with the town and the county and uh you know we'll go from there after that and we like i said we won't stay here for a real long time if if not we can keep this whole thing running forever
0: oh, that's um, awesome
2: that that'd be that'd be the goal right the, the ultimate goal isn't to make a junior team and and then have it Disappear right. I my yeah. goal is uh, I'm in this. Uh, this is what I do for a living. I, I I'm, I'm in hockey. That's what I do. So
0: yeah.
2: I uh, I plan on making this long, last as long as possible.
1: Oh that's fantastic to hear though. Yeah. And, and again, uh, it. it, it it's it's nice to hear uh especially in this area we, people like i said people have been a little bit gun shy just uh what happened with the vikings uh, of course and and to the, anytime a new team comes in even when new ownership when the the simcoe storm were being purchased by uh by a group and they were called the shamrocks you know what i mean even in the subsequently moved to Hesport there was there's a little you know what I mean there's a there's that trepidation when someone new comes in and so what have you what have you done to kind of alleviate some of the those stresses on uh, well the,
2: the biggest one the biggest one was the, the paying for the ice tide up front yeah. right so we won't we won't touch the ice until our bills are paid up front so good for you guys this yeah so the month of September here um, we have one one ice time, so that will be paid before we even touch it. And then October, full month of October, will be paid before we touch it. Wow. And then again on, then again in November, just to make sure that alleviates the stress of the county and the town worrying about someone getting up and taking off. Yeah. And and that's not us. That's, that's like I said, we're we're a family run team. My family is a pretty hard working family. My dad worked construction his whole life, and my mom is in, from a banking uh, background. So. Um, they worked hard. They got up, worked 9 to 5 every day for 30, 40 years. They're retired now, and, you know, they, they love hockey just as much as I do, and they, they know this is my dream, and they uh, they came along for the ride, and they're helping out, and their biggest thing is, and like I said, my mom comes from banking, bank is they don't like debt. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they stressed with debt, so they like to – they like to get that right out of the way. So yeah, majority of our stuff is already all paid up front, um, before we even get it. Like our equipment is already covered Our um, anything, anything right now is already covered. We have no zero, zero debt right that's,
1: now. That's amazing to hear. That's yeah. uh yeah. no, it's a breath. And to be honest, it's a breath of fresh air. And then uh, again, yeah. I, I know I don't mean to, to talk about the past and stuff. And just, uh, the Norfolk Vikings did leave, uh, such a bad taste and, and again just kind of on that topic uh i brian fish has kind of resurfaced in the the CJ, uh, in your league uh within yeah. a couple of teams and uh there's uh, the rumor right away it was actually kind of funny almost uh, as soon as you guys were announced uh, i had i had about three messages saying you realize brian fish is involved in this team and i'm thinking you know what I don't think he would be crazy enough to do that to be completely honest and and knowing your background and doing some background checking and and seems like a real family atmosphere
2: yeah and it is exactly that um no Brian is not involved with this team he does have two of his own in uh yep. in the league that's his business and uh, that's how he decides to operate his hockey teams and yep. that's fine um our hockey team is operated by us and solely us so um, yeah, it won't be anything of that sort. I don't even know the whole story completely behind the whole Simco um, yeah. thing and how what Brian's involvement was with that. So at the same time I can't really sit here and really point a finger at him directly. Oh, exactly at, at the same time. I really don't know exactly what happened there with the, what all the real details are. There's always two sides to a story, right? right. Absolutely. So, right. So um with that being said, right, I uh I I, I I've just been part of something like that
0: where I've had the finger pointed at me where I didn't do certain things.
2: So, um, right. So I don't want to sit here and and say that he did these things or didn't do these things. Other people may know these things. I don't. So I can't really sit here and judge.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, And something that you don't even want to talk about. I wouldn't want to talk. it, It was a topic. It was a question I had to broach, but
0: But You you know what? You you handled
1: it really well, by the way. (laughs) But uh, just to kind of conclude things, uh, what's your vision? You kind of touched on it uh, earlier on, but uh, just to kind of conclude things here, I just want to, your vision for the Langton Royals, and how did you come up with the name, first of all? And Uh, the name, color, scheme, and then let's get into your vision, and then that's kind of how we can conclude things.
2: It just had a nice ring to it. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. It just had a nice ring to it. Uh we were going over names. We had so many. Um we we even thought of uh you know, grandfathering the lease for Langton there too and mm-hmm. um it was just you know what, it was I can't remember who did it. It was one of my friends said, uh, it should be the Royals. <laughs> said Langton Royals, that sounds alright. <laughs> and uh he's like, Yeah, you guys should do uh like an LA Kings thing. I was like, well, Rob Blake and uh, Nelson Emerson are from that area.
1: Well, exactly, yeah. It kind of, it, so,
2: it, so the connection was there, yeah. and uh, and I saw that, and I was just like, you know what? And we'll go with. Uh, I know the Toronto Maple Leafs are always a, a fan favorite out in up in Ontario, so um, we went with the with the Leafs colors, a little bit of yellow trim on it to uh, commemorate the Stanley Cup winning St. Louis Blues this year,
0: <laughs> and. Uh,
2: Well, I had a, I had a player for me way back when, Rob Fabry, who came to the soccer school that, uh, that played for the Blues. So, um, yeah, you know, a little bit of that too. And, uh, ex-player that played for me here is Uncle Craig Berube. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was a little bit of that. So I kept that all in mind and the logo looks great We just got the jerseys in. They look fantastic. Um, we're, we're doing, we're doing, you know what? We're doing pretty well right now. And, uh, I think, uh, everyone will like what we have to put on the ice and, realistically i'm i'm a pretty big perfectionist so if we don't like it right away i'll (laughs) try
1: that's awesome so what do you see as a vision for your organization just down the road
2: um you know you know i really want to get involved with the minor hockey that's the biggest the biggest thing i think for junior hockey is that minor hockey and junior hockey coexist together yeah so one of the biggest things was uh, not take away from the minor hockey so we've scheduled all our practices and game times that it wouldn't affect them at all yeah um that was the biggest thing for us was to make sure that they stay happy too. Because we understand that bringing a junior team is first off, it's going to take a lot of ice time away. So, um, we do understand that. So we didn't want to touch that. That's why we went with the Sunday games and yep. there's nothing going on there on Sunday. So we did that. And we really did want the Friday and Saturday. But again, um, they have their minor hockey system and minor hockey is important and it's important to us just as it is to the town. So, mm-hmm. um, we want to coexist. <laughs> and uh, that was the best play for us and we hope that uh we can work together with them more so through that we like to do the hockey school through the SHA hockey uh once or twice a month for all Langton minor hockey players to hope to draw more players back to Langton in the minor hockey system
0: that's
1: awesome and if
2: we can do that we can develop them into royals one day hopefully
1: that's fantastic that's amazing to hear that's uh yeah. it's great that uh, great to hear you guys are really doing things the right way and I uh, wish you or, all the yes. best, and uh, well, thank you very much, Joe. Uh, we might as well uh, put a plug in for you guys too on your social medias, just to, so listeners can kind of follow you guys. Uh, you guys have a website and yep. uh, yeah. website and socials. You might as well plug those.
2: Yeah, Bob um, you can catch us on www.langtonroyals.com, or you can fo- follow us on our Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Langton Royals, and nice. uh, yeah, or you can follow the hockey school at Sha Hockey. On Facebook Back home uh, We'll be in Muskoka On the Friday night And then we're back home For a home opener On September 28th At 7.30 in Langton
1: At 7.30 Admission price
2: Is $10 at the door Yep And we have season passes For 17 home games At uh, 125 For the bundle
1: Nice And uh, how can people Get those tickets
2: They can contact us On uh, www.langtonroyals.com If you go to staff Just click on uh, Corey Gosso Or myself Jason Paco
1: that is awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time, Jason.
2: No problem. Thank you yeah. very much for having me on, Daryl. It was, it was great, uh, great talking to you. Everyone.
1: It was great yeah, talking, great to, great you talking and, to you, too. and good luck uh, this season, and we'll be catching up with you at different points in the year.
2: Fantastic. we to hear from you
1: soon. Shoutouts. A huge shout out goes out to Maddox Callens and Landon McCallum, who both made their OHL debuts last week with the Kingston Frontenacs and Sudbury Wolves respectively. Hopefully, we'll be able to get them both on the podcast very, very soon. A big shout out goes out to my good friend Dan Avey and the crew at YFC Youth Unlimited Norfolk. They hit the links Wednesday for their golfathon fundraiser and raised $7,000. This is a huge deal. YFC Youth Unlimited is all about youth, and Dan does some pretty amazing things for our community. If you want to donate to the golfathon, I'm sure Dan will accept them. And finally, a shout-out goes out to Jucasa Speedway. The local racetrack is hosting the Penties Fall Brawl for the third straight year to close out the season at Jucasa Motor Speedway and the NASCAR Penties Series on Saturday. The evening's twin bill will showcase the 200-lap season finale for the NASCAR Penties Series, where the national champ will be crowned, as well as a 50-lap invitational for the perennial competitive limited late model division. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. It really is appreciated. Make sure to go over to the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page for more local sports coverage. And remember to like and share it so we can continue to grow this thing. Thanks so much for listening. I am Gerald Smart, and I will talk to you later.